Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Back in the studio. We're living in duality today. We are. And I'm just thankful that you're alive and that you're here, girl. I know. It was touch and go there for a minute. Touch and go. I will tell you, I'm glad to be home for a while. Uh, For those friends that didn't know, I went to Vegas over the weekend. And oh my gosh. I'll tell you what, it was hardcore. Coming back, and then while I was gone, Shannon was at a yoga training. I was like, can we be yes. more different? <laughs> I was like, I want to go to Vegas. She's like, I want to go to yoga training. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. You get yours yeah. in. Uh-huh. I'm getting all crunked up. I know. I got my mind blown and my ass kicked. That's what I got. But yeah, you did. I loved it. I didn't love it when I was going through it. I was like, I don't understand. This is so hard. What's happening? And we didn't do, like, we didn't physically do a lot of Yoga. Anything mm-hmm. like well, not anything, but yeah, like the yoga was very minimal. But but the effort was there. But the effort was there, and the concepts were there, and then the application. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I literally, like my cup is so full right now of knowledge that I have to pour it out so that I can continue to learn. Yeah, <laughs> like, to digest it it's all. Just, yeah, it's so much, and yeah. it is a lot. Like you, you feel like overwhelmed every time you go through a like, training like yeah. that. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I'm overstimulated. Well, you know. <laughs> Went to Disney and then went to Vegas. I mean, I, I can't, I can't, no more lights. Right. <laughs> no more shows, no more rides, no more, <laughs> no, no more circus monkeys. Doing I will tell you, and I know there's other stories, but this is really funny. I, I find like joy in like travel because, well, not joy, but I laugh at so many people at the way they travel. So we're at the Vegas airport last night and our flight was really late. And so, and we're at the terminal and we're getting ready to board and it always amazes me, like, how people, like, dress to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of my phenomenon. There's this woman, and she's in, like, pajama pants, socks, and flip-flops. You already stacked the cards against her because she's in pajamas. <laughs> right, right. Just be there with it, okay? Um, but the pajamas don't match. Like, they're, like, two opposite. Okay, there's that. She has, like, a puffy vest on. This is what baffles me. She has, like, this lion head hat on <laughs> that and she's trying to have like a serious conversation with one of the flight attendants or like one of the the workers before she gets on the plane like a flight like i guess trying to get bumped yeah. up or something and i'm like it's a full-on <laughs> lion head how old is, how old do you think every bit of 55 oh dang okay she's not okay all right hey right and i, I i'm and this just like baffles me because i'm like i walk by her and i have to like take a double take <laughs> i'm like that's a full-on lion head that you're just wearing but have it, but just having a regular conversation. I was like, and in hats off to the girl talking to her. Right. Kept a straight face. Was like, no, ma'am, you know, we can't help it. <laughs> I would have been like, take it off. Right. Take, take it, it off. Like, <laughs> 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 Maybe because I was part hungover. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and I always said there's like, a, like the seventh circle of hell for me is like being hungover on a plane. Oh, yeah. I think if I pass and I have to go to some other alternate dimension where it's like, I'm caused pain for the mm-hmm. rest of eternity. It would be hungover on a plane. Yeah, where you can't lean your seat back. No, uh, baby's take, crying. We went to a wedding a couple of years ago, and it was in New York. And we were getting on a plane the next morning to fly to Arizona for a Clemson game. I'm in the middle seat 
we haven't even taken off yet. Oh, wait, this is need. Oh, and I was like, yeah. I need the bag. I need the bag. And Dan's like, what bag? I'm like, I need the vomit bag. And he's like, oh, God, I don't even know. I remember that. <laughs> he takes it, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> he's like, Dan flies all over the world. He's like, I've never seen that used before. He's like, you filled it all the way to the top. And then I remember you calling me and telling me this. I was like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah, it was, it was awful. like you had like a ball gown on the night I mean, before, and, and then the next morning like, you're throwing up in a full on ball gown to <laughs> face in a bag. Like it was awful, and like the flight attendant passed me like six times. I was like, and he was like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Would not make eye contact. I'm like, I'm just gonna hold my bag of vomit. Like that's so fucking for four hard. hours across the country. Oh my god, it was a nightmare. So yeah, hungover to plane. <laughs> 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 Legit the worst. <laughs> it really is. And everybody be knowing. Oh, the, the poor person next to me was like, I'm stuck. I mean, they're at the window. Oh, like, and, the, you know, and, and he's like, and they're all scooting scooch. over. Like, that hoodie comes on and like draw and close. <laughs> like, I had the plague. I mean, it was awful. <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, it was so bad. I mean, I will tell you, like, flying home, it was fine. The guy next to me was definitely, like, struggle bus city. He was, like... You're a good company. Making, yeah, he was, like... <laughs> he was totally, like, making out with his window at one point. Oh. Like, I mean, he was just, like, all, all up on it. Because <laughs> I was sitting in the middle seat. I mean, the the plane just reeked. I mean, like, oh. That's just, gotta... Like, is that, that the nonstop from, yeah. like, the last one? The last yeah. one. It's the last one out of Vegas <laughs> to get to Louisville. It always smells funny. It's just funny. Ain't nobody having a good time on that flight. No. 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 But we're having a good time in here today. We are having a good time. Today, because we have Frankie Hilbert with Frankie's family on the podcast. So welcome, Frankie. Yay. Good morning, ladies. I'm so happy to have Frankie here. I know. I'm excited funny. to be here. Now, you know, I've been on a couple of those flights back on that same flight from Vegas, that last flight out. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you see a little bit of everything you do. in that Vegas airport. You do. I mean, eclectic. Like, these people, yeah. like, don't give a fuck. And my favorite are the people still having hope that that one quarter they put in the <laughs> airport slot, it's going to it's gonna be the game changer right there. I know. Wait a minute. Like, I've been that person before. Why you got to be like that? I, I'm, you know, but after... You I'm, still have so much hope. And that's what I love. Like, it's that, like, this is it. This is the lucky one. And it's like, oh, man. Wait, one more time. This is it. <laughs> this I mean, is the lucky you know, <laughs> I get to the airport, you know, and I lost the other, you know, thousand dollars a took and right. i got a couple dollars left i mean you know you gotta One press your luck to yeah, the very end it. you know mm-hmm. like, it could always come around yeah <laughs> you either buy that or a beer i'm like i'm like where are you at with it you i know? don't even know if you could get a beer in the airport for that no probably no not. it's like 15 bucks yeah. right. like straight up like like i just risk it on a, on a slot machine yeah <laughs> i know it was a, it was a, it was interesting yeah so anyways Frankie, tell us, about yeah. <laughs> tell us about Frankie's family and what your purpose and mission is behind it. All right. Well, it's um, it's a project of mine that I started um, back in 2016. Um, on Thanksgiving Day, I saw a post from the uh, Salvation Army on Instagram that talked about there were over 7,000 kids on the uh, Salvation Army Angel Tree. And it kind of just like struck a chord with me. You know, I've always been, you know, probably like you guys, you know, you go to the mall, you get a couple, you know, angels here and there, you know, you go shop for a couple kids. And I just was like, you know, I know a lot of people and it just... Is like, I want to do more, you know? So I was like, all right, you know, I looked, I was like, all right, I had like 10 days. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start a GoFundMe. Maybe I'll raise 1500 bucks. You know, maybe we'll adopt 15, 20 kids. Well, in 10 days, I raised $4,000 and uh, actually 4,500, sorry. And we had to adopt at 45 kids. So not only did I raise that money, I had to shop for 45 kids in 10 days. Oh, man. So it was a, it was a little bit of a scatter everywhere. You know, we got it figured out. My sister was a big help. 
But when I turned all that in, I t went out to the Salvation Army, their facility out of Kenjoy, out on the south end. And when I walked in that building and just saw all the bags for like all the families and kids and realized what the impact that, you know, that the Angel Tree does for the community, it hit me and was like, okay, I want to do more. You know, it's great that I did that. But now that I have a year of planning, you know, let's let's see what we can do with a year of planning. So in year two, I decided I wanted to raise $15,000 and do 150 kids. You know, it's like, you know, we'll see. You know, I didn't know if I could get that, but I'm one of those people that I'm going to strive high, set the, set, the, set the goal high, and hopefully we get there. You know, but if not, you know, we're going to help kids regardless. So that mm -hmm. was kind of the premises of going into year two. And we had time to, you know, I had time to prepare. So we sent out letters um, and... A gentleman that I met earlier in the year, um, I sent him a letter. He wrote back and said, hey, my wife and I usually donate, but if you raise your $15,000 that you want to raise, we'll write you a matching $15,000 check so you can adopt twice as many kids. So Immediately I'm, where you're like, I've got to uh, shop for all those yeah. kids. <laughs> I mean, no, and you're absolutely. like, I get to shop yeah, for all yeah, those kids. Absolutely yeah. not. The best part about it was, I'll never forget, I was at the Breeders' Cup in Del Mar preparing to help run some events out there with my best friend. And... Um, I got the text and I literally dropped my phone and started crying because to me, you know, like for someone, you know, to believe in what I was doing, you know, and trying to do something so small to say, hey, you know, and I just met this gentleman during the summer. So I really didn't know him that well. But for him to say, hey, you know, I see what you're doing. I love what you're doing and I want to be a part of it. You know, and then it took me a moment once I got myself together, it went from like, Okay, you know we're gonna raise fifteen thousand to okay, it's game on. Mm -hmm. You know the, the like face I changed, and I, I've I've really got something that's gonna push it even harder. And when we announced that we had that matching, you know we had been raising some money. It was going a little slow, but then that just ramped it up. You know when people saw that not only were they gonna help themselves, but if they donate it. And then all of a sudden it got doubled. So, you know, if they gave 25 bucks, you know, now it became $50. Like, you know, people are, you know, that, that encourages people. People are like, I love it that my money's getting doubled. Why wouldn't I want to help that, that cause? So that year we ended up actually raising 17,500. We exceeded our goal by 2,500. And then with his 15,000, we ended up adopting and shopping for 325 kids. Oh and gosh. is that just in the Louisville area or how far That's out does Louisville, that span? Bullet, Odom... Um, Jefferson, I mean, Jefferson, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of the track on air. It stays in Kentucky. It doesn't go across the bridge, but it's basically like Jefferson, Bullet, Odom, and I think some Shelby County. Mm. So four counties, 350 kids, mm -hmm. and you were responsible for making that magic happen. Yeah, I'm not responsible. Sorry, you, you implemented yeah, the would, magic. <laughs> I would say that I kind of oversaw and kind of, right. you know, just had, had the vision and the ideal, you know, it... You know, a lot of people are always like, oh, it's so good that you do that. And I'm like, you know, I always defer. I'm like, it's not me. It, it takes, right. you know, the donors. Sure. It takes yeah. all the people that come and volunteer and shop. You know, like, I'm just the person that had the ideal and has kind of taken it and run with it. But it's those other people that have really, you know, made that possible. So mm -hmm. then after that year, um, that's when it kind of hit me that, you know, it was such a success. And I really loved what I was doing that I wanted to do just a little more than being the guy that adopted angels at Christmas time. So then that's what led me last year it's been a work for about 18 months now to create frankie's family which is you know basically we're a loving helping hand helping those families in need mm -hmm. so you know our goal with frankie's family is to basically kind of bridge that gap for uh families that are in need that might need something that you know they can't get from somewhere or if you know someone comes to us and there's a need and we can help fulfill it we'll try to to help you know we we have projects that we're doing. We're working on creating more volunteer opportunities for people to just go out and volunteer. You know, those, we always we want to 
get people to donate and provide things, but we also just want to go out and use people's time and go out and volunteer and just help or other organizations and people that need it. That's amazing. Cause, yeah. Because you can't, time is all, like the biggest price, I think. Yeah. Like you don't have infinite time. Yes. So how many people, I mean, you have a board, mm-hmm. correct? Um, so within your board, you've got obviously a lot of hands that can reach pretty far to help you know, grab people that can help be your feet and hands on the ground. Mm -hmm. So how many volunteers do you have within Frankie's family, do you think? I mean, I would say, you know, like this year, probably with our angel tree, which, you know, we'll talk more about kind of this year and that I would say we probably have anywhere between 40 to 70 people that will come help from shopping to our sorting day to delivery day, people that will, you know, I mean, probably even more than that, because as we'll, you know, as we'll talk later through here, I, I would imagine, we have people that share our stuff all the time. So, you know, even though those people may not be coming to help them, they're still helping us because they're spreading the word. So I still look at those people as being a part of what we're doing and that they're volunteering. You know, they may not be able to come out and physically help, but they're telling people, they're sharing, you know, that we're, we have this project that we're trying to raise money or here's our opportunity. So, you know, we, I look at it, you know, I don't know if there's really a true number to put on it because there's so many people that help in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that you work closely with the Salvation Army. Are you working with any other organizations locally? Um, right now, that's kind of been our big that we work with, and we're planning <clears> some stuff. Uh, this We're going to be doing a coat drive um, with uh, Love City down in Portland, which is an amazing nonprofit to uh, people that used to live in Cherokee Gardens. They just felt like they were being called to something greater. They moved down to Portland, renovated an old gymnasium and an old house, and have literally kind of brought just all they do is try to love on people in Portland. And I had the opportunity to meet those people last year, and I just love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're working with them. Um, I work at Macy's part-time and got a grant of 1500 bucks that we're going to be buying coats, and then we're going to be giving to families down in that area through a partnership with them as they're finding the families and making sure that they can get us the sizes. Because we want to make sure that as we get those donations and coats that they're going to use. You know, we don't want to get things and it's not going to use. And we want to make sure that it's going to fit the children. So we're getting those sizes. And then, you know, we'll be going down um, in December when they have their big Christmas party and fitting the kids and making sure that, you know, those kids will have a winter coat. Which is priceless. I mean, you you need a winter coat. You do need a winter coat, but you also need to have something that makes these kids feel important. Mm -hmm. And then this is in an area where they don't necessarily have the opportunity to feel like they're getting anything new, so to speak, or even that they're even being thought of. So the fact that you guys are making, I mean, this is 100% about them and about making them feel included in something really special. So, I mean, I don't, you can't put a price on that and you certainly can't like measure what that is going to do in someone's life. Yeah. And, you know, you know, it's, you know, it is, you know, they, they don't realize, you know, what, what's being done for them. They just know that they're getting a coat and and they appreciate it. And I love the fact that, you know, with the Salvation Army Angel Tree, we don't ever meet the families. We don't ever meet the kids. Like the fact that we're just doing it to do it. And there's no, you know, like, Hey, I did this for you. Or, you know, they know, they just know that someone out there you know, they know that either Santa came to visit or somehow they got Christmas presents. And that's the best thing about it, you know, is, you know, just, you know, when you wake up on Christmas morning, you know, and I know that, you know, that I led a group of people and we changed, you know, two years ago, you know, we changed the lives of all those kids and, you know, we'll get into what we did last year and this year, you know, and as we do that each year that those kids wake up on Christmas morning and they have those gifts, it's it's the best feeling. Yeah, it's, it's all the Christmas I need. I don't yeah. need anything else. You know, like when I wake up that morning, it's just like I look at my Christmas tree and I and I've, I vision all those kids that wake up that morning that maybe thought they weren't going to have that Christmas, 
because of the generosity of people that believe in what we're doing and and donating to us and the people that come out and shop and help us sort you know that make it all happen that you know those kids have that because of all those people yeah so talk to us a little bit about what you did last year so last year um our goal again we we upped it you know every year you know you you gotta Oh, yeah, 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 right. So last year, you know, the year before we went to 15 and we raised 17.5. So last year, that was in 17. So in 18, we wanted to do Mm $20,000. The uh, gentleman that had donated the year before that matched, um, we didn't get in this, but I actually went to work for him soon after he gave the money. He offered me a job, I guess. You know, he liked what he saw with how I ran the angel tree, and I I now work for him. But Sounds like a smart man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, last year he he matched again, so our goal was 20. He was going to match 20. We raised 22,500, and then he matched the 20 again. So we adopted and shopped for 425 kids last year. Wow. That's incredible. That's a lot. That's an impact. Yeah. It is. I mean, you think about all those kids lined up, all yeah. those presents. I mean, th- and it's not just about presents, too. I mean, this is right. like clothing, things, mm-hmm. needs, necessities, right. like things to get them through the next six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's even that's, more important. Like, it carries on, not just. 450 yeah. families is a lot. Yeah. Like, that's. Are you giving to the families, too? Like, are you, because um, I know there's two types of angels you can buy for, like the kids, mm-hmm. or you can do more of a family thing. So, can, what we do, do, do that too? is we just adopt the kids from the angel tree. Um, so we basically just get the kids, you know, and basically we spend a hundred to $125 per kid. Um, that's a, that's going to be, we split that in half. We spend half on toys and we spend half on like winter clothing. <laughs> so some of the kids in their request will have a, they'll say that they need a coat. Um, I'm thankful for two great people or actually two great companies, Macy's and Kohl's have been really great partners with us. I work at Macy's, so they've been really good and give us a great deal on kids coats. Um, which has helped us, you know, make sure we do that. And then at Kohl's, every time we go there, they give us an additional 30% off whatever their sales prices are. Um, They let us come in. There's times that we'll go in before the store opens, like an hour or two hours before the store opens. They'll have someone come in so that we can do our shopping. They give us, like, all the price scanners. I mean, they they give us whatever we want. Um, So it's really helped because having those people that help us because it makes our dollars go further. Sure. So when they're, you know, on their end doing what they can to try to, you know, bring our costs down, it helps us spend more money per child. That is kind of amazing. Yeah, that really is. Those partnerships (laughs) mean a lot. Yeah. So... This year, what's your goal this year? <clears throat> so our goal this year is $45,000, which, you know, that'll give, uh, enable us to do 450 kids. Um, we do have the matching donor again this year at uh, $22,500 is what we're, we're shooting for. We've got most of that already. Um, we're hoping to get some more coming in here in the next week or two. Um, so that's exciting, you know, that we'll be able to match that again. So we only have to raise the twenty two five, And we've already raised a couple grand of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we really kind of, this week is when we're going to get going. Um, we got about a, that 30-day window. Mm-hmm. Um, letters have gone out to over 125 people um, that I mail out to, people that have donated previously or people that I've run into that are like, hey, send me a letter. I want to get involved. And we have a cool little way that I do that is I send them all out in a red envelope. And Shannon would probably know this because she gets one every year. <laughs> every year. Uh, it comes, I send it in a red envelope. And then inside, I send a selfie stamp dressed envelope but it's a green envelope so christmas red you see it you might open it's a little different and then the green is if you lay it on your if you leave it on your counter you're thinking money donation right right send the green envelope back so it's kind of my little thing that i started always like sending them out in the red and then you know the best part is when i go to the mailbox for 
and I see the green envelopes start coming in. I'm yeah. like a little You're kid. Like, at, yes. I'm like the little kid at Christmas <laughs> right. morning, like, what's in the envelope? This is amazing. You know, like, so exciting. Now, you know, when there's the days that there's only one, I'm like, eh. And then there's some days that there's like six or seven. And then I'm like, I'm all jacked up and ready. Like, right. yeah, yeah, I'm ready to run through the brick wall. Like, yeah. So, but it, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, That's you know, so the generosity of people since I've started it since day one has just been mind blowing to be honest you know i knew that i knew a lot of great people that have done well for themselves in the community i just didn't know that people believed in me as much as they did and have supported and that's that's what's been the most humbling thing for me is everywhere i go people are always like man you know let me know i want to i want to be a part of it i want to donate like it's just to have those people believe in what you're doing and want to be a part of it is you know the best feeling Absolutely. Oh. Well, and you Good you idea. run this organization very professionally, and Thank you. Um, you know you're not leaving anything on the table. Like every, it's always very creative how you do it, but also very efficient how you do it. Did you have background in events prior to to doing this, or how did you mold this Frankie's family into something that How's was operationally going to work? Um, that's that's a good question. Um, I would say. A lot of my event and kind of time management experience would come from my best friend who some of your listeners, he, I think he was He's on He's been before. on the show, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Joey Wagner, I've worked, you know, it's my best friend. And we've done events together for years, and he's been a big mentor of mine. You know, even though we're best friends, I still, from a business standpoint and just execution standpoint, I've always looked at him as a mentor. He's taught me a lot. So I think from just being able to see how to run, like, a big event or to do something, you know, I, I use a lot of what I've learned from him over the years. Um and, you know, just kind of trial and error, you know, that first year when I had 45, you know, it was all done like in the hallway in my, in my condo. So there wasn't <laughs> a lot of room. And then the next year when we did 325, you know, we really didn't have a plan, but, you know, we kind of, we made it happen. We just figured it out. You know, I had a great, you know, five or six people that kind of sat down and we tried to figure it out and it worked. And then, you know, as it came last year, we just kind of streamlined it. We keep figuring out where maybe things are going wrong and what we can do to fix to make it more efficient. And that's, you continually work to do that. I mean, anything you do is you guys probably do on the podcast. You're always looking at ways to do it more efficiently to do things better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 To, to help growth for sure. Yeah. I do you want to talk about like growth within the social media because you mentioned sharing earlier. Mm-hmm. So what's the power behind the share and the social part of it and how that, that has related to your I mean, that's, project? That's been, a, that's been a big part of it. I mean, you know, we send out the hundred letters and I would say probably you know, of let's say if, you know, we're trying to raise $15,000, we're probably getting three to five of that back, you know, in the letters, you know, probably maybe 25 to 30% of that's coming back in the letters. And the most of it is, you know, when I post, you know, now that we have the Frankie's Family Facebook webpage, that's going to kind of take things to another level this year. But as before, I always just shared it from my personal page. And then, you know, I would share like a post like, you know, when years before when you used GoFundMe, and then it would get like 70 shares. Like everybody I would know, you know, would share it. Mm-hmm. Well, then when they shared, other people started sharing it. And that's just more people that saw it, you know, because we don't have, you know, TV ads, you know, we don't have billboards, you know, so we've got to be creative in how we market it. You know, I, I look at it as from letters, social media, word of mouth, you know, and just, you know, people just being visual. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, that's a big part is if you're visual and people see it. And for me, you know, each year, you know, I always at the end, we always stack all the bags and I take a gigantic picture of all the bags because I feel like when people see that picture, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Like if I just say, oh, yeah, you know, we raised $45,000, we adopted 450 kids. You're like, yeah, okay. But then when you see that picture of all those bags, and it's like, I feel like that hits you like, wow like 
Yeah. That's a, that, that's amazing what they did. And you see that visualization and then it makes you want to get involved. And then last year, if you, you know, as we'll talk about the website here, we created a video. We did like a minute video showing like from shopping to our sorting day to delivery, kind of give people a behind the scenes look to see what it looked like on that day. And we're going to be doing another one of those this year. Um, I found that to be really helpful and being able to send that to people to say, hey, you know, because it's hard to say, hey, this is what we do. And if you really don't have something to look at, you see that picture. But when they saw that video and they're like, oh, wow, that's that's amazing what mm-hmm. you've done. So. Yeah. And, and when you think about the impact that you make, you're not it's not a lot of time that you do this. I mean, you're usually like a 30, maybe 45 day in the collection mm-hmm. process. So, I mean, yes, you're working on this 300 and 60 other days out of the year. So it's not like it just happens in 30 to 45 days. But in the big scheme of things, like helping most of it, 50 families in a very short amount of time, I mean, that's, again, it's a testament to you to be able to lead the ship, but it's also a testament to the amount of people that you have helping and the amount of people who are willing to donate time and money and resources to making that happen. I mean, that's, yeah. mm-hmm. again, it's a... It's a big call to action. Because the meat and potatoes happen right now. Yeah. Like right Mm -hmm. now is when you're getting the big punch. Uh, Starting this week, right? There's one motto I live by right now. Hashtag team no sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Don't sleep. So January's for Yeah. yeah, Till till like mid-December, like for me, it's a lot of late nights because, you know, even though, you know, we'll have shopping nights coming up where we'll go to Kohl's and we'll go and we'll shop. You know, we we divide all of our angels. Like we have a, we do pads. We divide them in groups of 10. So when you're shopping, you're shopping for 10 at a time. And I have like a numeric system, you know, where pads and then we number the bags. We try to keep things together because you imagine clothes for 450 kids if you don't have some type of system. It's, you know, chaos. I don't know how you do it. It's, yeah. I've, I've just, I've been really good at it. I don't know. I just, I guess when I look back and I kind of just, you know, took the operational standpoint of things that I learned and looked at how do we make it work and the, what we did worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we keep, you know, doing it better and making it easier, you know, but there'll be a lot of nights, you know, when I'll like work my day job. I'll go to Macy's and work. I might meet some people at Kohl's before work and after work, and we'll do some shopping. And then I'll go home and shop on Amazon till uh, maybe 3, 4 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I'll sleep for like two hours, get up, do some more shopping in the morning, go to work, and like just, you know, rinse and repeat. You yeah. know, just keep doing it. You oh, know? my gosh, and, that Amazon guy is just <laughs> hating you. Yeah. Actually, I actually love you. Actually, <laughs> my Amazon and UPS driver, or well, not the Amazon, but my UPS driver, because he does a lot of deliveries, and the FedEx guy, I know them both at my at my house very well, which that's going to differ, and we'll go there, sure. But normally, I will buy them personally. I'll just leave a thank you note on the door with, like, a gift card, just yeah. because, like, they probably deliver. I bet last year I probably had... 500 packages, 600 packages delivered to my door in about a 30-day span. You know, some boxes are huge, you know, with 20 things inside of it. And some, you know, are just, you know, like one day I think they delivered like 30 Razor scooters because I had like 30 (laughs) kids that wanted Razor scooters. And I came home one day and literally they had by my door because I live like in a condo and it's like in the back. I couldn't even get in my door because there were so many boxes that came that day. I literally yeah. had to move stuff out because they just kept stacking in front of the door and it was almost to my neighbor's door. Gosh. Oh, man. But I have good neighbors, too, that always yeah. are looking out for... That's what I was going to say. That's a nerve-wracking and, and, yeah. and there's cameras in there. One of the guys upstairs installed a camera. So, you know, like if you walk in, you see that you're on That's camera. That's great. Right. So they, they know that. But this year, we're going to move it. We've got to be storing it in a warehouse. So cool. we won't have to all come. Because like the last couple of years, literally my house, I literally create like a hallway <laughs> to my bedroom. And then there's You're a hoarder. Yeah. yeah. I, I, be, I become a hoarder for, of cardboard like, boxes yeah. for like 30 days. Like, <laughs> that was, actually, that was my next question is like, walk me through like the logistics of like how do you get 500 packages to make sense like um, 
I literally play Tetris in my living room in my office. I mean, I literally will stack it one day. Then when other stuff comes in, I'll restack and figure out how to. But they don't disappear you know, when you get that I, level across. I, I stack it. I stack <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, I stack it to the ceiling. You know, thank goodness I don't have any sprinklers in my house because right. I probably would have yeah. set the sprinkler system oh, off. Oh man! <laughs> but I mean, it's That's a lot. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's but it. I love it, and I wouldn't. There's nothing. There's nothing else I would rather do. Like you know, people are like, "You're crazy that you stay up all the time and you you do this," and I'm like. But it's the best feeling in the world. Like doing something for someone else without accepting reciprocation is the best feeling in the world. That's it takes a special person to. I don't need to anything that. back. You know, I don't. You know, we've been lucky the last two years. We've actually gotten awards from the Salvation Army. Um, that you know, the last two years we've adopted more angels in the city of Louisville each year than any other organization or person in the city. And that's not why I do it. You know, but this year what was great was they told me that a lot of organizations upped their how many they were taking and i hope that maybe what we were doing inspired those people to want to do a little more yeah and that's what it's about is i just want to inspire others you know i don't expect people to do what i do mm-hmm. but if you know somebody if you just do a little something right you know mm-hmm. would you be willing because we have a lot of listeners globally here so mm-hmm. yeah. i mean the, the reach for louisville um is pretty big too but if somebody wanted to start like a, a chapter of frankie's family in omaha is that something that you would encourage someone to do or talk to somebody about doing somebody could always call me i mean you know people can you know we'll probably give all the social media stuff here in a little Mm -hmm. bit but you know i'm always open to people like they're for my job right now i'm working on a project in cincinnati and i have a claims adjuster i'm working with on on a on a project on a insurance claim and she emailed me the other day that her daughter wanted to start doing some stuff in Cincinnati. And she goes, you know, I've heard you talk about what you do. You know, would you be willing, after all your stuff done, would you be willing to have lunch with us one day and just sit down and, and tell us about, you know, what you do and what you what we could do and different things like that. So that's what I want is I just want to inspire people, you know, in this world we live in, we need a, a lot more love and a lot less hate. Mm-hmm. So if I can be just a, a small beacon of hope and and can help share love and inspire people to give more love. That that's what it's about for me. You know, we've shared a lot of different like organizations, like nonprofits and uh, charities, on our podcast, and it's always one of the biggest thrills for me because not only do you see how it impacts you, but how it impacts everyone, and everyone always wants to help. At the end of at the end of the day, like humans want to help other humans, and if we truly believe that, then we can keep moving forward and growing. Yeah, in and this way, it's, you know, it's helpful when you give them access to contribute so like Mm -hmm. you know having your website and being able to donate in again different type of ways because some people just don't have the resources to donate but they have time which is just as valuable as like more valuable honestly sometimes than having extra hands available mm -hmm. you can't replace because you can't make it happen without people you know sorting through the things and you know tying you're putting them in sorting and boxing and all those things yeah, and I, you know, like one of the things that for me when I started is I looked at when I was young, I was raised Catholic, I was always taught about time, talent, and treasure. You know, and I looked at when I started this is okay, you know, I took those three pieces, you know, I have the time, I have the talent. I knew the people that had a tr- that had the treasure. I know a lot of people that have talents, and I know a lot of people that have time. So I've just, as I've gone to people, I figured, you know, have, you know, how can you help or how do you want to be involved? Does it want to be your treasure? Does it want to be your time? Does it want to be your talent? You know, like our website was built by a friend of mine. 
that's how he done it. He gave his talent and his time and built our website and didn't charge us anything for it. Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine who's an accountant who is going to be doing our taxes and everything for us. That's her donation and what she's doing. I have people that give just their time where they come and volunteer where, or, you know, they help go shopping, you know, then we've got the people that donate. So when you bring all three of those together and you collaborate, that's what makes it successful. It's, it's everybody. It's, as we say, you know, it's a family. It takes a family it takes a family to basically make it happen. Yes, it does. <laughs> and a sense of community. Yeah. yeah. So what's what's big picture for Frankie's family? What do you want to see happen with this? Um, in the next few years, I just want to keep growing. I want to create more service opportunities. You know, we do a lot with the Salvation Army. We're going to be doing something, you know, with Love City. I want to, you know, we're a grassroots, you know, organization. So I want to help the, sm- you know, the grassroots people, the small people, the small charities that maybe aren't, people don't know about that are doing the work, you know, in the community. You know, I want to be able to, help them but also be able to use you know our platform and our social media and our things to help bring awareness to these other organizations you know and let people know that you know these people out here are doing great work as well you know because there's so many people that may not have all the things we have that what we're doing you know that have the social media you know influence that we do you know i want to be able to help those people with that i want to be able to bring awareness to these people that are you know, there might just be two or three people down there doing something amazing, you know, in a part of the community that you don't hear on the news, you know, or that you don't hear about. You know, you mm-hmm. hear about, you know, your big organizations, the Salvation Army, the Dare to Care, the Kentucky Harvests. You know, they're all amazing organizations and they do fantastic work. But I always feel like a lot of times the little guys get kind of, they get forgotten about. And, you know, as me being that type of person and that's where I've started it, that's what I want to focus on is, you know, growing what we're doing you know, continue to, to expand what we're doing, but also bring a light and help those people come to the forefront a little bit more so people can know about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's so great about Louisville. I know yeah. we share a lot of Louisville love on here, but man, there's no better community when it comes to reaching out and coming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're so connected in that way. I just, you know, it's... So thankful. It's it's amazing when you see, you know, when the when the community's in, in strife or in need or something's going on, how the community does come together. You know, not only, you know, just, you know, what the Angel Tree does, you know, you look at, you know, what the Crusade for Children does, you know, is another organization, you know, within the city and what they do for, you know, families like that. You know, it's just amazing to see how people just, they're constantly so giving in the city. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. There's, it, it is a beautiful thing. And again, it's people like you that are bringing attention to it. I mean, just, just people, some people just don't know and mm-hmm. you don't know where to look. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, Thankful that social media gives us an outlet to do something positive and to share a message that really needs to be shared. And it's, you know, it's no different than you guys allow me to come on here today, you know, to come on the podcast with you all to, to talk about what we're doing. You know, this is how we grow. You know, this is uh, enabled us, you know, as your listeners are going to hear about what we are, you know, I'm, you know, they'll get to know more about us and that's only going to help our reach. And then, you know, they may say, hey, you know. You know, Shannon and Brittany had this great guy on the other day that does this awesome project. You know, hey, you know, we should get involved in it. So, you know, that's, it's just constantly, it's, we just got to keep evolving and growing. Yeah. We'll help you, boo. Yeah, we, we got you. We got you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got you. Love you both very yeah. much. And well, we're we, excited to be here. It's I know. We're, we're so happy that you are here with us. This is just so great. Ow, I like I just, that we started sorry. talking about gambling and, <laughs> and now we're Usually talking about giving you know paying it forward and helping you others know, <laughs> you know we're pretty well rounded around here you know you gotta have the vices and you gotta <laughs> balances you out yeah. it's all balance. Yeah. Oh, absolutely we live in duality we all do. the time all the time uh we like to end the show with a couple of fun questions um one of our favorites is what's your favorite emoji 
My favorite emoji probably will be... Uh, it's probably two. It's either the guy with his hands up like... I don't know. <laughs> you know. I feel like that's you a sometimes. You do that kind of look like, like 100%. I, mean, I, I fit that profile that guy sometimes because people look at me and I'm like, I, I just, I don't know. I just I'm throw here. my hands yeah, up. Yeah. I'm here. And, you know, and when things are good or whatever, I definitely like that fist bump emoji. You know, mm-hmm. like I love nice. to get that fist bump. Like, hey, yeah. we're getting there. You know, something's going on. So fist bump and the I don't know guy emojis, you know, are probably. Your most used. My, yeah. Would probably be my most used. Um, I, uh. You know, sometimes I use that poop emoji. You know, somebody, <laughs> you know, if I'm not feeling it today or somebody says something, I'd just be like, ah, you're pooping on my parade. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, a parade emoji. That would be a good one. A parade? Yeah. Like, sometimes I just want to have a parade, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a ticker tape. Okay. You know, put me on a fluke. There okay. are some emojis that I, need... I, I know that need to be added mm-hmm. and taken away. You yeah. know, instead of a gif, I need more emojis. Like, you know, I need, like, a guy, you know, like, uh, making right? it rain, like, throwing they the wire. They do have the, um, the, the flying, yeah, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, but that's just, like, I feel like that's spending. Yeah. I need right. the yeah. guy throwing yeah. the money mm-hmm. up, you know. Yeah. Do you have a favorite gif? Oh, my favorite gif is probably the, um, and I can't remember what movie, this, the Will Ferrell one where he's in the, um, in the store and he punches the cereal. And he's like, that's awesome. You're like, when I get good oh. news, you know, where he's yes. punching the cereal boxes yes. and it's like, that's awesome. And then he kicks, yes. you know, I like using that a lot. And then I, I think also, that's old school when he gets hit with yeah. the trick It is old right? school, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I also love, you know, the, uh, you know, you're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. Oh, that's Classic. a good one. Yeah. I, that's probably my other, you know, like good, you know, one that I, that I seem like I probably use a lot. Like, you know, somebody be like, oh, I want to do this. Or they're like, no, I can't do this. Or they'll cancel on me. And I just literally, instead of being like, that's okay. I just send back, you're killing me, small. <laughs> you know, like. Excellent usage. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, you just make plans with me. Then you cancel. Like. Come on. Uh, you know, my can't my calendar's pretty busy as it is, especially this time of the year. And then right. you're going to cancel on me? Like, yeah, that's all you get. Get on out of here. Yeah. Yeah, like, get on out of here. Know. Keep it moving. What was the lady in the fire? You know, ain't nobody got time for that. Right. <laughs> Still a classic. She's amazing. Still she a class- she will is. live She will live in infamy. Oh, for oh, sure. Uh, She's the best. And there's uh, my favorite recently. Well, I, and it's really hard to describe. It's at the Parks and Rec where it's um, the guy who's like turned around like, Winking yeah. forever be my favorite. I use it all oh, the time. Yes. I'm like, there's no greater one than that one. Oh, I see. I'm a Virgo, so I have a favorite everything. Like, I, I can't just pick one. Like, do you want a salty one? Do you want a happy one? Do you want to, you know, like I've got a favorite in the categories, but I can't give you an overall. Yeah. See, now it's you have much. me looking right now. And to you're like, see. what's my top use? I'm like, I'm like, what are my top use? Let's just go I in think, there. You know, and the look. shack shoulder shimmy. That's always a that good one's one. getting good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I love the. Um, the excited emoji with um, Jonah Hill, where he's oh like, yeah, when yeah. somebody like when I get a big donation or something, I'll like, send that. Yeah. I'll be yes. like, yeah. <laughs> I forget. I forget. I use that one a lot too. That's that's another one of my favorites. Yeah, and that's the one you're talking about. Uh, the, all uh, the time. I'm, I don't use it that much, but when I see it, it just makes me giggle. It is. It is. Like, Some of it. these gifts, like yeah. I will go through, and I'm I'm like dying. Yeah, like, that's yeah. that's by far my favorite one. Yes. The, the, <laughs> the one in old school. There he yeah, is. Where he's like awesome. Oh, awesome. <laughs> he starts punching cereal and he kicks it. That's when you know when something's good and you I'm having it. a good day. Yeah. Like that's that's when I've made it. Like when I, I send it. that one, it's like all right. It's you know as Ice Cube would say, today was a good day. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I know, love it. So uh, tell our listeners where they can find you. All right. So where can we find? Well, first let's talk Frankie's family. Mm-hmm. Um, our website is www.frankiesfamily.org, which is F R A N K I E S family.org. 
um, there. They can uh, they can learn about our projects, what we're doing, kind of a little bit of background, a little bit about what we've talked about on here, kind of mm-hmm. how it all came apart. They can also donate to our Angel Tree Drive right now, which you can donate securely through our website via PayPal. Um, and we also have our winter coat drive where we're collecting coats in addition to what we're going to be donating to Love City to work with some other organizations to donate to. Is there a deadline to donate for those? Um, I would say coats? probably by like December the 10th. Okay. And they're new coats, right? Yes. Not used. New coats. New. Everything yeah. we buy is new. Um, just from a liability. Yeah, you sure, have sure. to Everything that we donate is new just because, you know. I'd love, you know, that we would love to take donations from people, but you just, you know, it's Never know. in this day in society, you don't know, you know, if Absolutely. someone had, you know, unfortunately had bed bugs or something and you can't give that to someone. They peanuts in their that. pocket and they had Correct. a peanut, you have a peanut allergy. allergy. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different things. So everything that we give or that we do is all new. Mm-hmm. Um, so the coats that we donate or they can just donate like cat, you know, they can just make a credit card donation and then we'll buy the coats from Macy's. So, um, you know, and so the, on there that you can go to the website, um, you can also contact me at Frankie at Frankie's family.org. Um, if someone wanted to send me an email or had a question about how to get involved and also on our website, there's a link where you can actually sign up to, uh, do- to donate or volunteer. So there's a lot on the p- webpage and the videos that we talked about are linked on the webpage as well. Our minute video from last year that people can watch and see some of our pictures and things. Um, mm-hmm. and they can also reach us on Instagram at Frankie. It's Frankie's dot family. I always forget Frankie's the dot. dot I always do the Frankie's dot. family and I forget the dot. I know. So it's Frankie's dot family. That's how you can reach out and find us, you know, via Frankie's family. And then if they wanted to see my personal social media, they can look up Frankie J nineteen eighty one on Instagram. F R A N K I E J nineteen eighty one. The J is not my middle initial. It's a nickname that I got a long time ago after the R and B singer Frankie J. And I'm then, just still really with the 1981. And then, I'm like, and then, oh. And then the, the 1981 I, is, is you know, I'm telling my age here is my birth year. <laughs> hey, so it's when we were blessed with, with Frankie. Frankie. I'm telling, Frankie I'm telling my yeah. birthday. And the crazy part is, is I'm a Valentine's Day baby. Are you really? Which is the worst day ever for a man to have a birthday. February 14th. Yes. Oh. It's the worst day ever because it's never going to be about me. Oh, oh Frankie. It's okay though. I think it's a great I learned to accept it a long time ago because usually when I was younger, I either had to settle to go out the weekend before or the weekend after, depending on where Valentine's Day fell, because my friends were out with their girlfriends either that weekend before or the weekend after. And you know, and then you know, as when I've been in relationships, it's just, you know, how can I make it about me? It's Valentine's Day. It's always supposed to be about her. Mm. Still thinking a lot. Yeah. So it's a, it's kind of a, I feel like it's a lose lose for having a Valentine's birthday. It ranks right up there with having your birthday on Christmas. Yeah, you I know what? I've always wondered yeah. about that. Like, mm-hmm. how does that make people feel? Like those have to be like you know why couldn't I got like a and then when I want to celebrate my birthday, it's always like ten degrees or like <laughs> three inches of snow on the yeah. ground. Yeah, you know? you're like you're like no, I ain't nobody going after that. Why right. can't why can't I get like a you know have a big old backyard like summer bash or something? You, you know, you can always why celebrate your half birthday. Yeah. I mean, I could. I'll probably do that. That is a my, movement happening. You know, I got a. I got what is it? Fourteen months till number forty. So I'll probably, you know, there's gonna be probably like the. It might be like the February month, and then there might be a July month or you something yes. for my birthday, so we can do some stuff. You know, more. a girlfriend of mine. Um, I think that she had a party for her boyfriend. It was like Christmas in July. Yeah. Like his birthday was on Christmas, but she's like, it's not fun to celebrate Christmas. So she had a Christmas in July party for him. That's great. I mean. Maybe we need to create like a six months to Valentine's Day thing or something. There you go. 
There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. this. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Shannon and our good friends. Uh, a lot of love. Tanya, Tanya and Tammy, you know, yes. they used to do the halfway to Derby party. Mm-hmm. You know, they do that, so they do those. Yep. So, you know, we could, maybe maybe I'll have to think about that. Put that let's, in let's the... Let's put in the hopper. Yeah, oh, it's definitely in the, it's in right. the cooker. we got 14 yeah. months. Right. Well, while we wait until then, I mean, I could do it this summer for next year. Uh, I'm here, yes. It's yes. a trial run. Yeah. We could test run it at 39, yes. and it'll be ready by the time we're 40. Perfect. Yes, yeah, so we can work out all the kinks, kind of like we do with all our projects. Perfect. I love it. You need a trial run. Yeah. It's like the iPhone. You need a trial run. Yeah. That's yeah. Good point. That's well, great. thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks for We've loved having you. Uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you, ladies, for having me here today. Um, Absolutely. And I appreciate the listeners for listening today. You know, and like I said, if you guys have any questions or anything, you know, please reach out. And we uh, we hope to be back sometime soon. Well, you can come back anytime you want. Anytime. We'd love to have you. All right. Anytime. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.